welcome to this week's episode of The Wow, the podcast that will help you navigate your way through the world of adulthood and the uncontrollable forces of womanhood. I'm Gina Beasley, your host. And in today's episode, we hear from the incredible Bridget Murphy, founder of The Truest You and health coach who discusses with us how we can integrate healthy habits into our lifestyle to help prevent burnout and manage anxiety. If you enjoy today's episode, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, come join our community on Instagram at the wow podcast underscore. Hello, Bridget. Welcome to the wow podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. My first question, I was just wondering if you could share a little bit more about yourself. So personally, aside from business, I'm one of four children and grew up in a small country town called Creswick, so very different to Melbourne where I'm living at the moment. I was a typical country kid, I guess you could say, so moving to Melbourne was a big step and I did that in my early 20s after I'd finished studying primary school teaching in Ballarat and then uh, taught down here and I've been here ever since. Did you always want to be a primary school teacher when you were growing up or was there something else that you aspired to be? Not really. Like there were, if you look at the traits of me as a child, like primary school teaching matched really well. We used to play it as kids at home. But I think I always just knew that I wanted to do something to help people and I didn't really know what that was. But And I also wanted to own my own business. And then you'll sort of be thinking, well, why would you go into primary school teaching? You can't exactly own your own business, but we can go into that later. It's Um, a safe option though. Yeah. I think it was just I knew I had the skills that would be favourable for that and it was something that I knew I would enjoy and look forward to doing. So. Well, moving forward, you are now a qualified health coach and do run your own business. So where did that transition take place for you? How did you end up going from being a primary school teacher to moving into the world of being a health coach? So you would think that I would have seen the signs when I was in year 12, my top subjects for business development, health and human development and food tech. And I didn't really do anything to do with those. Um, But it came later while I, I was teaching at the school where I got my job, first job, after my final teaching placement, it was all going well on paper. Like I was doing really well. I was in a position of leadership in my third year. My life on paper was really great, but I knew that something was happening health-wise and I couldn't quite pinpoint it. So as we do, and our egos don't want us to stop, I kept going. Um, While I knew I wasn't feeling great, simple things became challenging for me. So writing uh, was really easy for me. Writing school reports became really hard. Concentrating, I was really lightheaded. All these warning signs were there. And then one day I drove myself to work and couldn't remember how I got there. And I think about that now and I'm like, Bridget, that should be a wake-up call, but it wasn't. I took a little bit of a break and I kept going, kept going. Then essentially I pushed myself to the point of burnout and over four years had to do lots of healing, um, lots of growth within myself, change lots of things. And over that time, obviously seeing different practitioners and working on myself, I was like, this is something that I really want to do and I don't want other women to reach the point that I did before they start prioritising themselves. So 
that's where the career change happened and that's when the truest you began. Wow, it's incredible how your own events in life have led you into, I guess, this career as a health coach and what you ended up wanting to be when you were younger. So with your business, The Truest You, I'm aware that you focus on managing anxiety, creating healthy habits and preventing burnout. Why is it really important that as women we're really self-aware of what's going on in our bodies? Mm, I think what you just said is that we're not self, uh, self-aware self or if we are, we don't listen to what we know. So we might be like I was and be like, oh, things you know, are becoming hard, I'm noticing this is challenging, I'm feeling this way, I haven't felt that way before, but we keep going. So we just like keep going and going and going and this is where our anxiety and our stress levels start rising and then they sort of stay at that rate that just keeps growing and then we lead ourselves down the path. So I think it's so important to work on managing these things so you're preventing, you know, the outcome that could be burnout or chronic fatigue that it was labelled in my case or just so many other little ailments that you might not really notice are linked back to that. So I'm all about working to manage things before they become a really big problem. And in your own experience, Bridget, have you found that because of gender norms and the way that women function in society, being that we are givers or being that in professional roles we're seen to feel like we have to prove ourselves in our position we've got to make sure that our management team feels like we're a worthwhile investment to the business or we've got to make sure sure that we're worthy to be in the position that we are do you think that these characteristics are the underlying causes that may make us more susceptible to anxiety and burnout I think definitely, I think the expectations that we have of ourselves and the ones that others or the perceived ones from others are things that keep driving these things to happen. So we push and push and push trying to show not necessarily just that we're worthy but we want to show all the things that we can do. I know that was the case for me. I'm like, well, I can do it. Why wouldn't I say yes? But by the time you've said yes to 20 things in a day, you're like, how can I fit it in? Where is time for myself? Then the guilt if you have to say no to something or the regret that you did say yes when you don't have the time. And I think we sort of don't have boundaries in place. I find that a lot with the women that I work with is that our boundaries, if we do have them, are really blurred or we don't have any, which means that we're just giving our time and energy to pretty much everything trying to keep everyone happy, trying to stay afloat, but we're just on this like constant cycle living on autopilot all the time. Mm, I actually had a chat with a boundaries and empowerments coach in episode two, Sarah Alexander, and we cover a lot about how women can set boundaries and put themselves first. So I have a feeling there might be a little bit of a correlation here. So maybe head back and take a listen to that episode next if you haven't already. But Bridget, I'm wondering how do habits dictate our lifestyle? They pretty much show how we show up every single day. So how we're thinking, how we're feeling and how we're being. So they dictate everything. And I think because things have become such a habit, we don't notice them. You know, you don't get up in the morning and be like, oh, will I brush my teeth? Can't be bothered today. I'll do that next week. You know, we forget these and that's just something that's really easy for everybody to um, visualise and understand. But I think 
They're things that we've had in place for a long time or they're things that we want to do. They either bring out the best in us or the worst. They can make things easier or a lot harder and they can just really pull us away from what's most important to us or they can help us feel aligned with that and aligned with who we really are too because I think, like I was just saying, is that we spend a lot of time on things that aren't important to us which then pulls us away from who we really are. So they have a huge impact. So how can we tell the difference between a good habit and a bad habit then? How can we know which ones we should keep around and which ones we need to maybe eliminate? I think on from all the women I've worked with, we a lot of habits we link to like what we eat and how we move our body. I mean, it's so much more than that. But I think a good habit is something that is serving you. So it's energizing you, it's bringing out the best in you, it's aligning with your values and your priorities. So what's most important to you deep down and it's leading you closer to where you want to go, not holding you back and keeping you stuck. So an unhealthy or a bad habit is the opposite of that. So it's draining, it's depleting, it's meaning that you're just you know, pushing yourself to go somewhere or to do things that you don't really want to do, but you're just doing them to get them done. So when we hear it like that, we're like, why do we have so many unhealthy or bad habits? But we are creatures of habit and they can be hard to break. As an example then, would an unhealthy bad habit maybe be overcommitting yourself to trying to catch up with too many people in a weekend, for example, when you don't have the energy to do so? And a good habit, maybe going for a walk in nature to get some fresh air, uh, would they be good examples? Yep, exactly. So instead of overcommitting, you might say, okay, each week I'll channel my focus and energy into one of my close friends and go on that walk like you just said rather than trying to see everyone in one day, be like, okay, I'm going to break it up into chunks. And how do these habits affect our health and well-being? In so many ways and on so many levels, I think physically, mentally and emotionally, they can just put us in a better headspace. So if we're incorporating more healthy habits into our day, then we will feel more at ease because we're working towards something, so we've got that motivation. We know we're changing and we're growing, so we have this feeling of moving forward, which for all of us is a great feeling. You know, there's nothing worse than feeling like you're stuck in this cycle and you don't know how to get out. Um, They can work for you, so things will become easier and they have a ripple effect, and that's the beauty of habits. Or it can be the downside of habits too, is that they have a ripple. If you improve something, then generally it will impact something else. So you might start a really healthy habit focusing on your physical health, but obviously that will benefit your mental and emotional health too. Would you say then that there's lots of different areas in which you can create healthy habits? Like for example, what you're saying before, you can create healthy habits um, for your mindset and mental health. Mm -hmm. You can create healthy habits for your emotional well-being and you can create healthy habits for your physical well-being. Is that how you look at it? Yep. So you can break it down like that into big areas or you can go even further. So a lot of the time when women come and work with me, we do like a well-being scale all different areas in their life and then we can see what areas they're unsatisfied with and that's where we'll start 
and generally they will already know what they'd like to work on but they get stuck in the house so it might be as like for some people it might be their eating but that's not a huge part of my work mine's more on mindset I guess Mm. then how do we break these bad habits that we may have created I know personally um I am got two that I'm pretty bad with that I know that I need to break, one of which is making sure that I get a consistent um, sleeping pattern in place. I know that that's something I really struggle with and it's a bad habit of mine that I end up sleeping, going to sleep at all different times of the evening. Um, and the other is binge eating on the weekends. Like I'm very good at making sure I have a healthy diet during the week. Come the weekends, goes out the window and I'm just like, George, treat yourself. And then, you know, come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's just all goes downhill. My body doesn't feel great from what I've consumed and my skin starts to break out. So I guess for myself and the listeners, how can we break some of these habits of ours? And it can be a fine line too. Like you just said, like you get to the weekend, you're like, oh, I really want to enjoy that. But then come Monday and Tuesday, there's all that regret and the guilt and the shame that surrounds them. But I think start really small. I work with a lot of women that have an all or nothing mindset and I used to be one of them um, where they're like, if I can't do it all straight away, I'll just wait. And so nothing happens. And I always say something. I can totally relate to that. I'm exactly that type of person. I'm a big picture person. It's like, if I'm going to go to the gym, I've got to start it this week. Mm. And if I don't go to the gym, then that's it. I won't do it. It's not about breaking it down and maybe just going for a walk then instead. It's just all or nothing. Yep. And like something is better than nothing. Just remind yourself of that, doing something. So if you say, okay, I'm going to go to bed, you know, 10 minutes earlier each night this week, you know, rather than saying, right, I'll be in bed by 8.30 if you normally go to bed at 11 o'clock, that's a huge jump straight away. I think so for your sleeping one that might be that or it might be that you pop your phone down if you find that you're distracted before you go to bed there's so many things that you could do but I think start small and break the habit that you're wanting to create down into chunks so you in your case it might be okay to you know balance my eating out through the week and enjoy you know a few different meals on a weekend or snacks or whatever you find yourself reaching for and then just gradually bring that in don't be like okay on the weekend I'm going to have none of this none of that I'll eat the same as during the week no takeaway because then you'll find that you just resist it before you even begin and you'll be like I'll do that next weekend I'll start next month and you just keep putting it off so is that like saying come the weekend where I might usually um, have three naughty meals is saying to myself, Georgina, you're allowed to eat two naughty meals of whatever you want and not feel bad about it. Or it might even be that you go the opposite, well, not the opposite way, but you say, okay, I'm going to have three different meals on a weekend and I'm going to enjoy them without guilt and shame. And that could be your habit too. So I think you've we need to work out if it's something that you want to continue in a different way or if it's a habit that you want to create out completely. So in the case of your eating, it sounds like you don't want to get rid of that completely. I just want to get rid of the guilt. Yeah. Yep. So that's where your habit comes from. And that's why we dive deeper into what people value and what you really want from your habit and why you want that and how it makes you feel. Because if we don't know that, we don't know what else to bring in to replace those things. 
That's really interesting. It sounds like you do a lot of work in terms of changing the mindset when Mm. it comes to breaking down your good or bad habits. So what's the most important tool that we need when looking at changing our mindset? I think self-awareness, definitely. But I think also an acceptance of where you're at at any given time because what we do is we're in this constant struggle between where we were and where we want to be and then we just feel like we're in a void. We're like, oh, I don't, it's sort of, you don't know whether to slip back into old habits or keep going forward into your new ones. I don't know if you've felt that yourself. I know I definitely have where you're like, well, I keep going or I'll just do that and I'll start again, you know, okay, and you keep feeling like you're starting again. But I think just an acceptance, okay, and being like, okay, I am trying my best or I did try and didn't go to plan, what can I change? So having an openness to things not being perfect either. It's really hard for people that do have that all or nothing perfectionistic mindset and approach to things because if they sort of go fall off the bandwagon, then they're like, okay, I need to start fresh. But you sort of just need to start from where you dropped off and make change. So I'd say self-awareness and acceptance are big things. In your experience, Bridget, have you found women to be awfully harsh on themselves Mm -hmm. I mean we are our own biggest critic and how does that play into creating healthy habits or breaking bad habits is how we are so harsh on ourselves makes it is it harder for us to implement these tips and tricks that you're talking about Mm -hmm. definitely so I find that we're so hard on ourselves where we'll either have that guilt the shame that inner critic saying, oh, you could have done it better. Is that all you've done? I can't believe you didn't even stick at it for a week. You know, you've got no willpower. Look at what they can do. And we do that or we do really well and we don't celebrate it. And that's what I notice a lot across the board is that we're constantly striving and pushing and trying to create more. And then when we get it, we're like, oh, shift, you know, shift the goalposts. Now what can I do that's better? And we don't really let ourselves sit in that space and be like, geez, I did a really good job. You know, last month I couldn't even do that or last month I felt that way now I've noticed a bit of a shift and I feel this way. So I think mindset both ways. We keep pushing ourselves down but we also don't sit in the place when we should be celebrating ourselves a little bit. So how should we celebrate our wins then? Because, I mean, I don't even, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, do I just pat myself on the back? Do I give myself a movie night and just say, congratulations, Georgina? Like, what, what should we be doing? Say it to yourself. Like you just said, well done, Georgina. Well done, Bridget. You know, you couldn't do that last month. Reflect a lot. I don't think either that we reflect until somebody sort of makes us sit down and be like, okay, but try and reflect on the go and do things like, could I do this last week? Not really. Or what changes have I made? But if it's a movie night for you, do it. If it's like a meal you really enjoy, do that. If it's just that you sit down and write out your wins for the week, do that. Like it can look so different. It might be sharing it with somebody, a friend or whatever works best for you, but just make time to actually do it. You might, you might have like a wins journal where at the end of each day you write down a win. Like we never do that. We write lists but we, of things to do but not really of things that we've done and that we want to celebrate. I really love that, Bridget. I think we definitely don't do that enough as women. We don't congratulate ourselves and celebrate the wins. So I would encourage 
all of our listeners to do so um, today, whatever it is, whatever you achieve, just be present in that moment and congratulate yourself for it, I guess. But moving forward, I would really like to talk about healthy habits. Um, So for all of us listening today, we might be on the brink of burnout. We might be maybe mildly anxious. What are some healthy habits that we can start working on today that are going to help us in the long run? So I thought for this we would keep it simple because I think we often overcomplicate. I've been guilty of that. I think we all are. We overcomplicate things that can be really simple. And ultimately with our habits, we want to bring in more mindfulness. So we're more aware of what we're doing, why we're doing it, and the moment that we're in at any given time. So I like to think of these things that I'll talk you through as like anchors. So if you think, you know, when you're feeling stressed and anxious and you're feeling a bit floaty or you're really tired and you've just, just got no go in you to be like, okay, I can't even do a simple thing. So this is something, these things you can just come back to and they don't have to take a lot of time, which people really like too. So I think we forget about our breath and people are like, oh, really, you know, breathing, I've heard it a thousand times. But if we're stressed and anxious, our breath stops at our chest. So we're not breathing any deeper than that. We get sore shoulders and sore neck all the time and people like, even though I go see my physio or chiro, it still really hurts. We breathe into those secondary muscles. And when we're stressed and anxious and when we're breathing that way, the shallow breathing, our brain is telling our body that we're not safe. So we're running on cortisol and adrenaline, the stress hormones, all the time. So our body thinks that, you know, an animal's chasing us or we've just had an accident or that's what our body's, how it's responding. So if we take some deep breaths throughout the day, it's sending that message to our body, oh, you're safe, you know, and that stress and anxiety doesn't go away but it reduces. So I like to think of bringing new habits in, just weave them into what you're already doing. It's the simplest way. So each time you pick up your phone, take a deep breath or take two or three if you can. Because I think if everybody listening thinks of how many times they pick up their phone, that would be a lot of deep breaths throughout the day. we would be absolute (laughs) experts by the end of the day. So maybe just start with one. Each time you pick up your phone, whether you like fully look at it or not, if you're just checking the time, take a deep breath. So simple. And what does a deep breath look like for you? Are you talking about breathing in through the nose and just having the chest rise or are you talking about breathing really deep, as far deep as we can where almost you're reaching that the bottom of your diaphragm and your belly's almost um, expanding when you're breathing? Ideally down where your ribs are expanding and that, it's that full diaphragmatic breath because then it's like a full massage too for all of your organs. But I think if you're in a stressed or anxious state, we all know that feeling of then somebody saying take a deep breath and it's more stressful right? because you're like breathing and there's sort of you can't go any further. So start with a deep breath that feels deeper for you as in think of, okay, if you were to sit now and be like, okay, I'm going to take my deepest breath that I have all day, just try that. And if that's still in your chest, that's okay. And that's part of mindfulness too, trying to do these things without judgment. So again, not letting that inner critic be like, oh, why would I bother? Just take a deep breath. And that deep breath might just be a conscious breath where you're imagining the breath going down to the belly. 
and then you can pick up the phone and go about what you were normally doing. But we take over 20,000 breaths a day. So if we think if we could have maybe 80 of those a bit deeper, it would make a big difference. It's something so simple but so overlooked. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I find that that's a lot of what I encourage women to do. Come back to those things that you overlook or that you think are so basic and subtle that they wouldn't make a difference and start there and then build up because otherwise we just add to the overwhelm because we're like, you know, by the end of the month I'll run 5Ks without stopping or by the end of the month I'm not going to say yes to things that I don't want to do but they're so broad that we don't really know where to start and we've got no tangible way to track it until we've sort of got to that end point. Is that like saying, you know, this month I'm going to say no to all the things I don't want to do? So where I usually may say yes, I'm going to put a hard foot down and say no to them all. Whereas like maybe we should then say instead of that um, this week, I'm going to make a conscious effort to turn down one of the opportunities that I really don't feel like I'm up to doing. Or even just, you know, take 10 seconds before I respond. You know, a lot of the time we'll just be like, yep, sounds great, and then be like, why did I say that? Like I didn't even think about it. You know? So taking more time to reflect on the decision before you yeah. make it. So just giving time. So it's not necessarily all clear cut. It's just like give yourself time or do things with more presence rather than just being like, yes, 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 and doing things just to get them done basically. Yeah. So I'd say breath is a big one. Gratitude is a big one and I'm aware that both of these things, like people are probably like, oh, really, is that all she's got? You know, but gratitude can come through in so many ways and if we get better at noticing the good, we won't constantly be in that masculine side. So we have the feminine, which is the yin, and the masculine, which is yang. And a lot of us push in that masculine energy, especially women, to the point where we lead ourselves to burnout because we're constantly striving all the time. So if we come back to noticing the good, noticing what is going well, noticing, you know, where we are trying, where we are doing the things that we set out to do, then we're not always looking at what's ahead. We're bringing ourselves back to now and what we notice and appreciate in the moment. So another way to weave it in with the habit when you brush your teeth morning and night, just say a couple of things that you're grateful for or say what the highlight of your day was or what you're proud of yourself for. Like it's so easy to do. Mm, Could you talk a little bit more about your feminine and masculine energies? Mm -hmm. Because I've heard it thrown around a little bit, but I still don't completely understand it exactly. So how do we know when we're in our feminine energy and how do we know when we're exerting our masculine energy and what are the actual differences between them? Mm -hmm. so the easiest way to look at it is the feminine is sort of that go with the flow masculine is that pushing and that forcing which is if you think about the state that a lot of us are in we're in that so we're that out of balance and it's not that you want 50 50 because it's just unrealistic you would be really linear and there are different things that need more you know feminine or masculine energy but the thing is is that we get stuck in that pushing and striving And so breath brings us back to that feminine side, more restorative practices like gentle yin yoga or restorative yoga. These things bring us back. Anything where we can just be like, okay, this is what's happening. What's the good in the situation? What can I accept? And often we find, I know like I'm a huge advocate for working hard, 
but I think we can get to a point where we force things so badly that we feel like nothing's going our way. I don't know if you've felt like that yourself. (laughs) No, I agree. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. Where you feel like, geez, no matter what I do, I just can't seem to get ahead or, you know, I feel like. Yeah, you're just continuing to push and not get anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like one step forward, two steps back. Exactly. And so frustrating and unmotivating if you're in that state all the time. So that's, if you think of it as flow versus force, it's the easiest way to see that. Right. So to take away then the healthy habits you've suggested, gratitude and breathing, they're your main two? Mm-hmm. They're just a couple. There's, there's, I could go on forever because there's so many complex ones, I think, too. But I think just break them down to simple things that you can do. Go to bed 10 minutes earlier. You know, have that gratitude. Wake up in the morning and say, what are you looking, like say something that you're looking forward to. So often we wake up and we're like, oh, I've got so much to do. I'm so tired. You know, we don't look forward to things unless it's something really big. So just take the time, I guess, to be present in the moment And when we brush our teeth morning and night, practice gratitude. And when we are looking at our phone, take a deep breath. Yep, exactly. And there's so many other things, but a big thing um, that I'll just add is managing your time. I noticed a lot of the women that I work with procrastinate or they put things off because they're like, what they've done is they've set themselves such huge things to do in a day that before they even start, it's too much. Mm, it's overwhelming so break things down you can say in any moment that you're in like what's most important to me right now and do that and then ask yourself again and keep doing that you can also break up your time into like a now next later list you can do that daily or for the month whatever works for you and be like now I'm focusing on this next I'm focusing on this later I'll do that so you're not feeling like you're trying to do all those things all at once so when you wake up and it's all starting to feel really overwhelming, do you recommend creating lists, Bridget? Like is that the best way that we can deal with it, is putting, you know, a easy, visible goal to achieve for the day? Yeah, I think so to begin with until you're more aware of like are my expectations realistic? How long do those things actually take? We don't often put a time with things. Until you've sort of got your head around that and it's more natural, do a list. You don't want to go to the point where it's obsessive. If you're noticing that you're making a list, then you're making sort of another list off that list and then, you know, but you're not really getting something done, then it may not be what works best for you. But I think do it the night before because often what we do is we wake up, sit, write a list for half an hour, start with the fluffy things. And then it's mid-morning and we haven't done those big tasks. Mm. Or you just go to bed, you know, completely stressed out at all the things that you need to do so you don't sleep well and then you wake up on the other end and you're already starting the day on a bad foot because you're tired and anxious. So if you can go to bed with that list already prepared, then I guess you can be more calm knowing that you can fall asleep nicely and wake up knowing what needs to be done the next day. And so much easier. Like you said, you're not spending that energy trying to remember what to do or waking up being like not having a clear starting point. Mm, I love that. So how can we benefit from implementing these healthy habits? Like how will they assist us? So things like the breathing are really good for your nervous system. So when you're going back into that feminine state, 
and you're signaling to your body that you're safe, you go into the rest and digest side where your body knows it's safe and out of the fight or flight where you're just running on those stress hormones all the time. So that's a huge benefit. You'll also be more mindful and present in the moment rather than being like hamster on a wheel. And then if you actually picture yourself doing that, people laugh, but that's the way we live our lives. We don't really have circuit breakers. So if you have these little habits, then you're giving yourself these little sort of like commas throughout the day. They don't have to be full stop where you stop completely, but it's just like, okay, breathe, that breathing space, whether it is the deep breaths or it's the gratitude or the planning, it's just breaking things up for you. So I think physically, mentally and emotionally, it just lets you actually tune into being like, okay, how am I feeling? What will work best for me? You're so much more self-aware. So you're more inclined to make more positive changes on top of what you're already doing. It sounds like all these, all this advice that you're providing us with Bridget, it's just, it's all about protecting ourselves. If we are self-aware, then hopefully we can know our body's limits and be kind to our body and prevent it from falling into a place of maybe a disease state where we get unwell or potentially fall into burnout or chronic fatigue. So it's all about making sure that we are kind to our bodies, we understand our limits and that we also protect our energy. Exactly. I was just about to say that. You're exactly right. And a lady, I actually went to Gaia Retreat in Byron Bay for my 30th and it was like the best thing ever. And this lady was doing a massage and she said, Bridget, I think you're one of these people, you know, where you give so much, you're sort of like a PowerPoint. People just sort of plug in, take what they need. By the end of the day, you've got nothing left. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I need some more boundaries. But if we look at ourselves like that, you know, even if we plug in in the morning and then by the end of the day often we've just got nothing left, we might get to lunchtime and be like, geez, I've just got nothing left to give. We need to be really mindful of where we're investing our time and energy. Absolutely. Mm. So how can we make sure that we stick to these healthy habits? Because I know you've mentioned the things like gratitude when you brush your teeth and, you know, deep breaths when you're picking up the phone, but how can we make sure that we do that not only today but tomorrow in a week's time, a month's time, a year's time? Mm -hmm. So keep starting small with these things and then you can, you'll probably, and people listening, they're aware of habits that they want to change. Write them down but don't start them all at once. So start with these small things and remember that something is better than nothing. It might mean if you're a person that forgets things quite easily, pop a post-it note near where your toothbrush is. You know, set an alarm on your phone in the morning to say, you know, what are you looking forward to today? Or, uh, you know, have the backdrop of your phone like the, um, what do you call it? Not screensaver. I'm sounding like I'm a real 90s kid there, aren't I? I don't know oh what it's called. Gosh, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lock screen, home lock screen. Lock screen, that sounds better. Um, pop something on there like that reminds you. It might just say breathe or take a breath. So when you see that, you're like, oh, yeah have triggers so you're like okay that post-it note's reminding me to do that or that's saying to take a deep breath so I think having things in place and that's why we stack our habits or link them together to be like okay when I pick up my toothbrush I know it's now time to do that. It really sounds like it's all about focusing on the long journey not the short-term gains but the long-term gains so not what we can achieve tomorrow or in a week but what we can achieve in a year's time Mm -hmm. by so 
by breaking it down, making it easy, making it digestible, not putting the pressure on ourselves and just rewarding ourselves for every little bit that we achieve along the way. And it's just bringing that awareness and even by being mindful of those bad or unhealthy habits, you'll probably change things in some small way. Yeah, you're already halfway there if you're self-aware. So if you're like, geez, it's 10 o'clock and I'm still awake, you're probably going to go to bed. Whereas if you weren't aware that you're staying up too late, you wouldn't have had that insight. So I think just be aware of what you're doing and be like, why am I doing that? And if you don't have an answer, then that's a sign, you know, that you need to change something or replace it with something too. Mm, So Bridget, do you have a motto or a quote that you live by when it comes to creating this positive environment? Mm, I guess I have a few that sort of roll in. I'm sort of cheating by trying to combine lots, but I think trust yourself is a big one. Definitely get support from others, but if something feels right for you or it doesn't feel right for you, you need to listen to that rather than just doing what everybody else thinks you should be doing because the chance that you'd just be going down the same path that you've probably been going down. Well, you know yourself better than anyone else. Exactly, and sometimes we forget that and let people tell us who we are and then we get really frustrated. So trust yourself, be yourself. It sounds so simple, it's really hard. Just start embracing who you are. We have so many facades that we're like, okay, today I'm, you know, this Bridget or that Bridget. And that used to be me. I was like work Bridget, family Bridget, you know, and you'd let your guard down obviously around people that you're closer to but in other places you'd be like, okay, I have to, you know, pretend I'm not tired and that I'm feeling great and that things are going well. So be yourself, be honest. That's really hard. But ultimately do the best with what you have where you are in any given moment. I think because we always think about being better in the future. But if you just say, okay, I'm going to do my best today with what I've got and I'll celebrate that. That's lovely. And Bridget, could you share a little bit more about your own company, The Truest You? Because I'm aware it's a bit of a wellness hub when it comes to information regarding, you know, self-improvement, healthy habits, minimizing burnout, managing anxiety, all of that stuff. So how can we find it and how can it help us? So like you said, it is just a hub. Everything is there. And while the habits I've explained today are really simple, we dive really deep and it's personalized to you. So you're making big changes that you can sustain over time. So In the Truest You Collective, it's essentially an online coaching membership where you have unlimited access to me. So it's like having me on call in our private Facebook group. So you can ask as many questions as you want. If you've got habits and you want to break them apart, I can help you check in, celebrate, you know, whatever you want, that's there for you. But inside the member hub, I've actually broken down everything into my own framework. So the autopilot to align framework, which I've seen work for myself and for my clients who I work one-on-one with. So all the steps are there for you because I know what we can do a lot of the time is sort of go online and try and piece together all this free advice and make it work for us. But then we get overwhelmed because we're like, they said this and they said this and we don't know what is good for us. So everything is here to lay the foundations and to work through And we deep dive into things like your limiting beliefs, triggers, fears, all these things that could be keeping you stuck as well. Um, There's access to live guest experts who come and chat to us once a month. We have Zoom chats, monthly, you know, power starts where we set ourselves up for the month and then celebrations at the end. It's just like 
you know, a very uplifting and encouraging, supportive community. Uplifting and empowering are definitely the two words that I would use to describe it. Bridget, your work is so fantastic. So I'd highly recommend people going and checking it out. So go check the show notes. I'll pop links to the Truest Use website in there. I've had a look through the website myself and all the information is so useful. I mean, I was just reading every single blog. There wasn't one I wanted to scroll past because it was all so good. But um, Bridget, how can we follow you? So on, I'm mostly on Instagram at The Truest You, um, on Facebook at The Truest You Health Coaching, and then you can come over to my website, thetruestyou.com.au, and if you go to the section that says free, there's actually a free mini masterclass there that can run you through the five steps that you can take in a more brief way than inside the membership, but so you can have you know, a look into how I work as well. A little taste test. Yeah, a little taste test. Exactly right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Bridget, for coming on and chatting to us all on the WOW podcast today. What you had uh, to say was highly beneficial. Um, I found it really useful. So I hope our listeners do too. Um, thanks again. It was just great. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Wow. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Bridget and found it very useful and have taken away plenty of healthy habits you want to integrate into your lifestyle. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe and tune in next week. Otherwise, you can come follow us on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore for more updates. Lastly, just a friendly reminder that the information shared in this podcast is general advice only and does not take into account your personal situation or needs. Where appropriate, please consult a health practitioner first. Thank you and have a good week, guys. Phenomenal.